Kelly. And we are back again for a nerd. Yee. Yee. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get any further in the episode, I want to apologize oh, right no. off the bat for the last episode when I didn't give a kill count or say stay spooky. I feel like a failure. No. <laughs> I'm a failure. I also totally forgot. So As a fine. co-host. But up top, we're just going to give you the kill count for I'm ready or not just to put it out in the world. It was 15. 15 people died in Ready or Not. Oh, that's a few more than I realized. The whole family, the maid, the butler. Yeah, I guess so. When you add it up, that does get to be a lot of people, so. Yeah. I'm going to do our, I put the kill count differently in my notes so I don't forget to do it. It's it's in my fun facts, so I know uh, when we get there. Good, good. (laughs) I made notes. Um, but anyways, we are covering Willy's Wonderland from this year, 2021. This was great. This is very fun, yes. That's a good way to put it. Very, very fun to watch. It is entertaining. It is funny. It is kind of stupid (laughs) in and of itself, but it's great. It is very good. I want to say, at the end of the last episode, I made a prediction. My prediction was correct. Yes. I had put into the universe that I hoped and wished and prayed that Nick Cage didn't have a single line of dialogue and was just a total badass screaming at animatronics, and I was correct. And that was so good. It wasn't like, we really hoped at the end of the movie there wasn't some, like, he gets one word, right? Right. I wanted him to be silent. And he was. And we got all the information we needed from him just by his facial expressions. He was really or, good. Like, silent nods or anything like that. His his mouth and his eyes in particular, he was like, just stares. <laughs> yes, we. I marked down several stare downs uh, as the movie went on because <laughs> he just stares at a character and then it cuts. Yep. <laughs> or different scene. Takes off his sunglasses, stares, stares, <laughs> and it cuts. <laughs> he was great. Yes. So, should I go through cast? Yeah, hit us with that cast! Okay, so obviously we've talked about Nicolas Cage. He's the main character. He does not have a name. He's just referred to as the janitor because of what he does in the movie, which is clean up the children's play place. Pretty much. I guess that's what you would call it? I mean, I would call it a restaurant. It's like Chuck E. Yeah, Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese style. Game and play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then um, the main female character, I guess, is Liv Hawthorne, who is played by Emily Tosta. Then Sheriff Eloise Lund is played by Beth Grant. Deputy Evan Olsen is played by David Sheftel. Tex McAdoo. Beautiful name. Who is the owner of Lily's Wonderland is played by Rick Reitz. Um, Jed Love, who is the mechanic that is... Mm, Chewing on a meat stick? It looks like a cigar, but he, like, he's not even chewing on it. He just sticks it in his mouth, and it gets weird, and, like, when you have saliva on something for a while, it gets, like, that white, filmy stuff on the meat stick. It's disgusting. He never actually eats it. He just puts it in his mouth. And who plays Jed Love? I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't like it. We didn't even get to, like, that scene yet, and you just went... Oh, well, it's the only thing I remember of him. So, that's played by Chris Warner. <laughs> okay. And then Chris Mully. Chris, I believe, is the one that's trying to get with Liv. Yeah. But uh, he just doesn't have a prayer. Let's be real. Is Kai Cadlick. Kathy Barnes, who is the 
over-sexualized woman of the group is played by um, Kaylee Cohen. Bob McDaniel is, oh gosh, Terrell Hill, probably. Mm-hmm. Aaron Powers is played by Christian Del Grasso, who me and you recognize from Vine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then Dan Lorraine is Jonathan Mercedes. And then we have our animatronics. So most of them have a person who was in the suit and then a voice who actually did the voice for the animatronics. So Jerry Stanek is Willie the Weasel in the suit. And, oh gosh, Amoy is the voice of Willie Weasel. Billy Bussey is Gus Gorilla in the suit, and then Mark Gagliardi is the voice of Gus Gorilla. Taylor Towery is Cammy Chameleon in the suit, but Madison Leigh is the voice of Cammy. Chris Schmidt Jr. is Tito the Turtle in the suit, but Abriel Arias is the voice of Tito the Turtle, and he also does the voice of Ozzy Ostrich. Um, BJ Geyer is the suit of Ozzy Ostrich. Then the only person that's kind of both is Jessica Graves Davis, who plays Siren Sarah and also voices her. She's the only one that's not decked out in a full bodysuit or a full puppet. Mm-hmm. She just wears, like, a latex mask for the, for the yeah. movie. And then Duke Jackson is Nighty Knight, and Christopher Bradley is Artie Alligator. Can I just say, A-plus naming of these animatronics. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> and um, this is directed by Kevin Lewis, and the screenplay is written by G.O. Parsons. Yes. Alright. Synopsis? Synopsis. Scene breaking down. Let's go. <laughs> so, we enter Willy's Wonderland. We hear the beautiful tune of It's Your Birthday. It's your birthday. Da, 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 da. I'm sorry. Yes. So, we, we see a, a TV going, and, and it's a commercial. But then we also cut to this couple who's running through the restaurant. Frantic. Being chased. We don't... At this time, we don't see what's chasing them or whatever. Mm-hmm. The male in this dynamic duo gets pulled away. Yep. And then the female goes into the main room and then smiles at something and just dies. We see... We see blood splatter on the TV. And we do see someone peeking through a doorway. A child. We do see the eyes of a child peeking through the slit of the doorway oh, at... I guess I didn't fully notice it, but yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was confused. The only reason that registered is because it's actually a little girl when I thought it was a little boy. Because you can't see the hair. You just see yeah. literally the slit. Which is still, it's still good. I mean, yeah, trying fine. to hide the identity. That that was fine. So mm-hmm. you find out who that is later. That's important. Yeah. Later. Mm-hmm. But that's how it opens up. Which, we're like, well, okay. <laughs> Alright, two down. Let's keep going. <laughs> we cut to the beautiful... The majestic Nick Cage. The one and only. Speeding around in his little Chevy sports car. Yeah. Night blue. Oh, it's very nice. Looking fancy. It's clean inside. And he is just, he's just cruising, man. Going oh, real yeah. fast down a very deserted kind of highway style thing. Yeah. Living his best life. Drinking punch. Yes. Some sort of energy drink slash soda. Yeah, it's. Okay, so Punch is a fictional energy drink. Mm-hmm. I did look this up. Okay. Um, and on the can, there's a saying on it. It says, a fistful of caffeine for your kisser. That is amazing. Yes, it is. It is great. I kept trying to read it throughout the movie, and I couldn't quite make out yeah. what it said. Yeah. But it's got a big fist on it. like um, It's purple and gold are the colors on it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Big old fist. That reminds me of something, but I can't remember what that is. 
my immediate reaction was PewDiePie used to have that icon, I think. Yeah, I'm not, he did. Okay, so I'm not insane. You're not insane. But he changes his logo so frequently. Yeah, now it's like a face with a rectangle or a square over it or something, I think. Um, I don't remember. Uh, but anyways, as he's cruising, drinking his energy drink, he runs over some of the traffic spikes. Yes. Uh, and it wrecks his tires. Yeah, big sad. Yeah, he gets out of his car, grabs another energy drink, and just waits by it. And we can tell that a few hours have passed. Yeah. Because of the shadow moving on the ground in, in high speed. So, like, it speeds up a little bit so we can see the passage of time. But a tow truck driver appears and picks him up in his car. Meet stick man. That's a terrible sentence. Well, I made it. <laughs> you. We have to live with it now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, he picks him up in the truck, and he just constantly is talking. Just yak, yak, yak. He's like, oh. And with he... the sausage stick in his mouth. Yes. I made another terrible line. It, he, it's I mean, true, though. He does. He has a, a, a what, what are those called? A Slim Jim. Yeah. That's or bad, like a too. lemon sausage. That's not great. But he picks up the spikes and says something like, oh, that's where the sheriff's missing set of spikes were, you know, kids around here, yeah. blah, blah, blah. a couple months back, we were missing them. Some kids must have picked them up, and you found them, so. Mm-hmm. Asked him, like, oh, where are you from? Nick Cage says nothing. Oh, you're a quiet, like, we would well enough alone in the past type of guy. I could respect that. I'm just like, he didn't say anything. He just looked at you, bud. <laughs> he just looked at you, so yes. he keeps going, and then simultaneously we're cutting to... We, we cut to Liv trying to light a building on fire. Yeah! <laughs> uh, but before she can uh, drop the lighter, the sheriff stops her and, and takes her home. Screaming. Yes. Kicking in, screaming. screaming. Yep. And we get home. Yes. The sheriff and, and Liv. We, we know that this is Liv. And it kind of is insinuated that Liv was taken in by the sheriff. It definitely, I was like, well, like this is not, daughter yeah, this is not a jail. So we're sitting there like, did she just take her home and just handcuff her to, like, yeah. her house? It, it, that's kind of what we figured. You find out that that is true. Yeah. Um. But before she gets into the trailer, uh, the tow truck man... Yeah. Passes by with, with Nick Cage, kind of describes the situation, and we get one of our first showdowns, mm-hmm. stare downs, mm-hmm. uh, with Nick Cage and Liv, and they're just staring at each other. Yeah. Like, she knows what's up, he's just gonna stare at everything that he, I don't know if that's how he just reads people. Liv is like, oh no, because she knows what's happening, and Nick Cage is just Nick Cage. Yeah. Excellent. Just living his life. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say his best life yet. No, not yet. His ti- his tires are busted. Yeah, and he then... He needs to get his car fixed. The sheriff mentioned... Or not the sheriff. Jed mentions to the sheriff, I have your spikes in the back of my truck. I'll give them to you later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is a little bit of an interesting interaction. Yeah, so uh, tow truck guy and, and Nick Cage drive off. Liv gets handcuffed into the trailer. Mm-hmm. And Sheriff leaves. Yeah. So now we cut to the garage. Yep. Where we're figuring out that it's going to cost maybe $1,000 for the guy to fix it overnight. And then he's like, um, I don't take 
card because Nick Cage begins to pull out a card. He's like, I can't remember Cash what. only. Cash only. And the ATM is busted and there's no working ATM in the town. So, he says. Nick Cage looks like a sad puppy in this he scene. He does. But it's my car and I want it fixed. That's kind of the energy you get from that. And, then, and also maybe a little bit of like, oh man, like what am like I going to do? sucks. And, but he, he gets the offer to work off the payment. Yes. Um, and he nods. He's like, yeah, I'm willing to work it off. Yep. He nods. And then we pull up to Willy's Wonderland. Which is this beautifully abandoned center. Which, actually, I do have one fun fact on there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's a desolated bowling alley that they used in the Sprayberry Crossing Shopping Center in East Cobb, Marietta for this Willie's Wonderland. And there's graffiti on it, and the, the yeah. windows are boarded up. We recognize this as the building Liv was trying to burn down earlier. The um, graffiti on it says, like, Gateway to Hell, Kid Killers, Turn Back, Bulldoze this Building. Like, it's got all this written all over the building. Yeah, it's in disarray. Oh, yeah. And um, who we, shows up but? Tex. Tex McAdoo. <laughs> In his cowboy boots, bolo tied, cowboy hat. Yeah. Thick country accent. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing pretty good on that accent today. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep that up, but hey. I can do a very, very bad accent, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. <laughs> but anyways, he's like, I'm trying to reopen it and, and all that, and I hope you can like come in and just kind of clean up and everything, kind of give them a tour Shows him the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a look at the janitor's closet. We do. With the t-shirts. Yep. Gives him a t-shirt. While they're touring around, when Nick Cage isn't looking, we see Willie move a little bit. We do. And that's our first instinct. We're like, oh, we're getting into this now. Yeah, okay. this, is, this is quick. And then um, we also, don't we find out a little bit from Tex that um, this used to be a playland, but then there was some rumors about kids not, kids getting hurt or something? Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, kids were climbing on the animatronics, and then they got hurt, and then lawsuits happened, and then this happened. Yeah, so. we had to shut it down. He doesn't talk about, like, kids actually getting killed or anything like that. No. We don't, we don't hear that until later. But we just hear that kids got injured, people filed lawsuits, and that's why everything looks a mess. Yep, pretty much. That's his only... That's his explanation for why we need it cleaned up, because I want to reopen it, I think, was kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's a it's a fixer-upper, that's for sure. But Tex hands him the, the shirt, he's like, now you're part of the staff. Uh, we'll be back in, back in the morning, once you're done here and you walk out that door, I'll have your car outside. Yep. Cool. So, Nick Cage changes out of his leather jacket and black t-shirt. <laughs> And changes into the Willie's Wonderland staff t-shirt, mm-hmm. which is a good idea. I mean, you're going to be cleaning. You don't want yeah. your nice clothes to be all dirtied up, so wear their shitty company clothes. Right. I kind of want one of those t-shirts. It's <laughs> Just I- ironically. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can find them on Amazon. Oh, I'm sure they're probably selling them as merch. Oh, yeah. Uh, anywho's he's clean it up. He's sweeping. He's wiping down tables. Yeah. And all that. Let's see Oh, here. and Tex told him, make sure you take lots of breaks. And pace yourself. Yes. Which Nick Cage takes to heart. 
I'm not going to call him the stupid janitor. No, I'm calling him Nick Cage because he is a badass and Nick Cage is also a badass. So let's, <laughs> we're going to keep that together. <laughs> uh, but we also, let's see here, as he's cleaning, we cut to the five kids. Yeah. Going so, over to see Liv mm-hmm. and free her from her handcuffs. Yeah, so they do that and she's like, they kind of are talking about, we got, I didn't get a chance to burn it down, we need to finish the job, and they get kind of excited about it, and she's like, guys. Yeah, the boys, however, are looking around for a way to get her out of the handcuffs, but. Oh my gosh. But Kathy. Yep. Uh, sexy girl McGee goes up, <laughs> goes up, takes a bobby pin out of her yep. hair, and just undoes the lot, the pick, and she's just like, there you go, it's done, and she's like, thanks guys, and the guys are just like. Well, well uh, all right. Okay, sure. Um, Kathy is she constantly is chewing on bubble gum. Yes. In this movie, movie, um, and apparently, according to the props department for the movie, she chewed over eighty-one pieces of pink chewing gum. Oh, her jaw must hurt so yeah, that bad. Was, I I get headaches when I chew gum too much. Yeah, it's like a month-long shoot. So, like, if and she's not in the thing as frequently as we see other characters but, but she's like, still in it quite a bit yeah but her oh, her poor jaw yeah, 81 you wouldn't want to chew gum anymore i wouldn't especially pink chewing gum it's usually bubble gum flavored it's not very refreshing it makes your mouth taste weird yeah it's got a funny aftertaste once you remove the gum yeah but anyways they're gonna go on this mission to get everything ready to go burn down Lily's Wonderland. And Liv also mentions that they she thinks they got another guy yes. as a victim. So they are on a mission. Yes. We also see when Nick Cage gets put into Willie's Wonderland to start working, we do see Tex and Jed locking the building. Yeah, so we know that they're in on it and they know what's about to go down. Yep. Much. Uh so we cut to Nick Cage cleaning again. He's wiping down the, he's mopping at this point. And we see the eight animatronics stirring on, on stage in the background. Yep. When he's not yep. looking. Well, he's like, well, I'm going to go clean the kitchen now. So he goes and cleans up the kitchen a little bit. But his watch beeps. So it's break time! It is totally break time. Break time and energy drink time. And <laughs> then he notices out of the corner of his eye, in, mm-hmm. in the back of the room, a pinball machine! And he's like, yes. <laughs> he's about that. But before he really gets to investigate it, his watch goes off telling him break time is over. Time to go back to work. So he goes back to the main room and is back to sweeping and mopping. But Ozzy Ostrich... Uh-huh disappears from stage and wants to play. He, wa- he wants to have a good time. He wants to have a good time. So Nick Cage looks at the stage, realizes he's gone, turns back around, and Ozzy Ostrich is in, in his face. And Ozzy Ostrich is puppeted. He is a full puppet with mm-hmm. two people who are in green screen suits behind him moving it. And then everybody in an animatronic suit had two lines, one in each hand, one that controlled the mouth and one that controlled the eyes. So Ozzy also has that. Yes. And uh, Ozzy mentions a line like, I'm going to eat your face now. And Nick Cage just kind of (laughs) boops him with the mop every once in a while. But Ozzy Ostrich, like, cuts his face. Mm -hmm. And that pisses Nick Cage off 
snaps the mop handle in half and just starts beating yes. the ostrich to a pulp and then rips out the neck um, skeleton. Yeah, rips that out and he's just covered in black oil and, and yeah. grease and all that. It's not blood because they're animatronics, but right. he's just covered head to toe in black ooze. And he's like, well, alright. So he bags up Ozzy Ostrich, goes, cleans himself off, and puts a new t-shirt back on and goes right back to work. Yep. This is probably my favorite death, quote-unquote. It's it's not my favorite animatronic death. I have a different one. Okay. But this one was a lot of fun. This one is fun. This one is so much fun. Um, we, we cut to, after Ozzy, we cut to Sheriff and, and the new guy on, on duty, the deputy or whatever. Yep, yep. They're just chilling in the office and they're talking back and forth, hoping that the phone doesn't ring. But then we cut back to Nick Cage and he's putting duct tape on his face over he the is. cut as like a band-aid. It's so metal, you know? Which is smart, though. Yeah, Because you're cleaning, and you don't want stuff to get inside of your open wound That'd on your face. bad. Infections and all that stuff. So, no, he's being, he's smart. He's fine. But, yeah, it's super metal. It's really cool. Yeah. I freaking love it. <laughs> so, we, we pull over Ozzy to back doors because he can't open them as he realizes and yeah he's he kinda, set the garbage bag there. yeah he kind of pushes it open realizes it doesn't open about to investigate it and then his watch goes off for another break break time so he goes grabs another drink and he's cleaning the pinball machine and it's satisfying because there's a thick layer of dust oh, and one oh, sweep man. and it's just clean oh. and it's so satisfying the pinball machine is custom made for the movie um and it is based on the 1982 Gottlieb table devil's dare did find that out. Well, before he can play, break time's over. Sad! But you know what? It's going to be super rewarding after we go clean the men's bathroom. <laughs> so we're going to go clean the men's bathroom. And he, it's a quick speed cleaning montage. Mm -hmm. He's cleaning the mirrors. He's cleaning everything. And when it, the montage is done, it is spotless. Like, I want Nick Cage to work for me and clean my home. Right? It is beautiful. But Wait a second. He hears animatronics yeah. in the main room singing again. It's He's a like, birthday. <laughs> he goes and inspects. Gus Gorilla's gone. Yeah. No so Gus. Turns off the power. They shut down. Quote yeah. unquote. Because they're possessed. Um, and he goes back in the bathroom to go grab his cleaning supplies. But on blood on one of the mirrors it says it's your birthday. Yes. And we hear Gus Gorilla uh, causing a ruckus, saying that he wants to play hide-and-seek and slams all of the stall doors. Yeah, so he kicks them open. One by one. And then the last one, you're like, ah! And then he kicks it open and nothing's there. Until... Gus Gorilla comes down from the ceiling. Yeah, and he, he's, I think he kicks him. Starts kicking, punching him, slamming him against the wall and all that, and then slams him back into the stall. And the stall door closes. Yes. But then he goes, Gus Gorilla opens it, and Nick Cage comes out with a plunger. Yes, it does. And, <laughs> and sticks it to his face. And then starts throwing him around like a rag doll. Yep. Throws him against, uh, breaks the mirror. Oh, yeah. Um, they destroy this bathroom, let's be oh, real. Yeah. Throws him against a urinal and curb stomps him. It was excellent. This is my favorite. Okay. Because curb stomping is not... A 
common way to kill people lately. No. So I'm happy. And he did it to an animatronic. The gorilla suit, too, so because the arms are so long, the actor's arms only go about halfway through the arms of the gorilla. <laughs> so he has to kind of, like, control it really awkwardly, but it works. It works. Uh, but so Nick Cage then finished cleaning, cleaning the bathroom. He cleans up the broken mirror so that they can put a new one up there when the time is right. And takes just Gorilla over by where Ozzy Ostrich is. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of, like, bruises and cuts around his torso. Yeah, his abdomen. So he grabs some saran wrap, saran's wrapped, and duct tape. Yep. Grabs a new shirt to clean himself up again. And then another stare down between him and Willie. Yes. And then his watch goes off for another break. (laughs) And then we cut to live and everyone outside, don't we? Uh, he has another drink. He sands down his nails. That's right, he does! Uh, so that he's a prime <gasps> pinball playing position. Yes. And he plays a game of pinball, and then the kids show up. Okay. Um, so, Liv and her friends show up outside. They are, again, dousing the whole thing in gasoline. Yeah. It's a lot of gasoline. Poor Chris is just kind of getting verbally pushed around by the guys. She is, and... The the dude that's into her. Chris? No, I'm talking about Chris. Oh, the you're guy talking about that Chris. likes Liv. He is. He's like, they're like weirdly aggressive about it. Yeah, they're like, man, you pour gasoline like garbage. Like, go, like, do you have the lighter? I can, oh, I want to make sure that you remember the freaking lighter. And yeah. And just kind of picking on him. It, it, and he's yeah. so sick of it. He is. And so they're talking, talking about that. And just as they're about to set the place ablaze, Liv's like, no, we have to get him out of there. I'm not going to feel okay if we burn him while, what, burn this building while he's still in there. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know why She's the- She's a good person! Uh, why the rest of them didn't think like that. That's weird. Well, she also tries to warn him through the window, and Nick Cage just is like, no, nah, man. He's like, not about this life. He's determined to work off his debt and get his car back. Yeah, it's fair. He can handle himself. He's fine. Right. And so- she thinks that he's just blowing her off, which mm-hmm. his character, he's not. He's just working through and trying to get his car back. But she has no idea. No, she doesn't know. So she climbs up on the roof and goes to the vent and tells her friends to find a way to get them out. And yeah. And she goes and gets him. Yep. So she goes through the vent, and we cut to Willie hearing her yeah. in the vents. And as she's, we cut back to her, she's going through the maze, and then Artie Alligator shows up behind her and starts chasing her through the vent. Chomp, 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 chomp. He's, like, following her with his mouth, like, I'm gonna eat you. They what, eat you. What's that, um, children's game where, like, it's the alligator mouth that's open and you push down on his teeth? Oh, gosh. Way. Hungry, al- hungry, hungry alligator? No. That's hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> I, um, I know what you're talking about. I can look yeah, it up real quick. that's the, that is the game that I think of when looking at Artie Alligator. Like, his facial features are exactly the same. Yeah, oh yeah. As that. Oh. Uh, uh, crocodile Dentist? Crocodile Dentist. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's the Yeah, one. except, have you ever heard of people replacing his teeth with, like, sharp? Yeah, because people are dumb. Yeah, people also, do you ever hear that game, I don't think it's called, Quarters, but that one where people used to flick quarters at each other's knuckles and whoever chickened out first lost and they would do it so hard your knuckles would bleed i'm I, not saying i did this I but i didn't not a lot of people in my class played something like that we we played it like egyptian rat slap 
and like really oh. aggressive games with spoons. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't see anyone that did that. I just heard of people doing it. Ah, uh, but Liv makes her escape out of the vents and yeah. into a woodland forest. Yeah, very like out of place. This was really disorienting to me because it's like, where in the world in this play place is this? Right. So, and she comes across Siren Sarah. Yeah, and Siren Sarah is now... Siren Sarah is not a siren, she's a pixie. Yes, They should have done better on that name. Sirens are in the ocean, aren't they? In the water? Yeah, they're more to, like, lure pirates or sailors to their death. Same with, like, mermaids, but, like, sirens are more like water creatures. From the lore that I know. They could have done, like, Pixie Paula or something. Yeah. Pam the Pixie, Patty Pixie, <laughs> I don't know, anything. There are several. Yeah, Siren, and she doesn't sing, no, I mean, she plays the keyboard, I think that's her thing. Yeah. But she doesn't sing. No, she just said, she says a lot, she has a lot of lines, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so she enters and she's like, you want to see my treehouse? Mm-hmm. Which is dirty. She means it in a dirty context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Liv starts punching, but we get moments where Siren Sarah is just being very agile. And then we see her get nabbed off screen. Yeah. And we come back to Nick Cage. Yes. Who so is th- hearing noises. Yeah. Uh, Liv screams and everybody outside can also hear it and are debating to go in. Yes. And they make it to the roof at that point. They do. They and they are again berating Chris for going in and trying to save a friend. Whether he, yes, he romantically likes her, but he's also being a good person and going in after her to save her because she's a human being. They are just like it's almost like he constantly talks about how much he likes her but never does anything about it and they're sick of hearing about it. Which I don't think he's that aggressive in his statements. No, he's not, and that's the thing, it's, he's just like, we gotta go get her, he's like, yeah, you gotta go get her, it's not like she's ever gonna be with you, though. It's like, what, where's this coming from? He's like, yes, I like her, we all know this, I'm saying, we need to go in as a unit and get our friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's it. And so they have a little fight on the roof, and the roof collapses into the ball pit. Yep, so all of them are now trapped inside Willy's Wonderland. Yes. Liv... Uh, did actually beat up Sarah a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, walks into the main room as the roof collapses and she sees her friends. Yep. Yep. And then they run into Nick Cage's character. Yes, and they tell him that he's stupid for hanging around there and then they recount the animatronics and then they see the dead animatronics in the corner and the bags and they're like, oh, that's badass. So they realize that he can handle himself mm-hmm. and he's fine. And he's taken out these animatronics. Right. But we do, we have two things happen. One, Kathy and her boy. Go off somewhere. Yeah, they're like, let's let's go and have some fun. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But then they also explain the background of Willy's Wonderland. Not the canned information given by text, but the actual problem that's happening inside the yes. entertainment center. Liv gives this big thing uh, to Nick. So, this is... Okay, this place was originally owned by this guy named Jerry Robert Willis, who was secretly a serial serial killer, who hired his serial killer friends to also work at Willy's Wonderland, 
And what they were was crazy cannibals, and they would eat families that they would lure into the, what's it, Happy Fun Place room? The Super Happy Fun Room. The Super Happy Fun Room. And so people, you know, kids were getting eaten, kids were getting missing, families were going missing and dying, and anyways, things went bad. So before they were discovered by police, because they were discovered, and then before they got caught by them and thrown in jail, they held a secret satanic ritual where they transferred their souls into the eight animatronics. Mm -hmm. And now the animatronics come to life and kill people. In the backstory, you can also see, like, all the guys who also fall under this uh, satanic ritual, they kind of are paired up with their animatronics in the backstory, so yes. you can kind of see who's going to go with who. And I don't think all of them were necessarily, like, serial killers. I think some of them were also, like, child pedophiles. Because oh, Because yeah. I think the one that inhabits Siren Sarah, she goes after, like, a lot of the kids in a sexual way. And she says a lot of, like, the dirtier lines. So yeah. So I'm like, ugh, that's no me gusta. Yeah, a very no me gusta. Yeah. So, but yeah, we get that wonderful backstory, and Nick Cage could give two shits. Right. He's like, all right, whatever. Keeps going on, doing yeah. his thing. And then we cut to Bobby and Cavi in the super happy fun room, where the satanic ritual happened, and all the child murders and everything out happened. And she is clearly... Turned on. Turned on? Yep, she's This is it. questionable. She puts on a little happy birthday crown, and she's like, I'm turned on, and they are going to do it. This is weird to me. It's weird, but most horror movies, unfortunately, have a sex scene. Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand the point of this one. I don't understand it either, but, I mean, we have the hypersexualized character and her boyfriend. She is it's the really only option almost insultingly sexualized. She, she's not 100% nude or anything like no, that. No, you never see, you never see boobs, you never see anything. Nope. But we cut back to our, our people, our, our group, and they hear the animatronics singing once again. Yeah. And they go in and they're, uh, they're singing about six chickens. Yeah, I don't know why they it, weren't absolutely terrified at this point. And then they... The song ends with, oh, now there's only five chickens. And then the song ends. And then Nighty Night shows up behind one of them and stabs them through. Aaron gets impaled. Yes, the, the TikTok toy. Christian Del Grasso gets yes. impaled. Um, and just stabs them right through. While Nick Cage is on his break, drinking and playing his pinball machine. Which, mm -hmm. I think that this is my favorite human death because it was shocking. It was. We were like, oh we thought, my gosh. We thought that because we didn't see them that either Bobby or Kathy got killed. Yeah, yeah. And the animatronics knew, but we didn't, I wasn't expecting Nighty Night to show up behind and just run him through. Right. So that was more unexpected and it's got a nice little gore moment because he's just bleeding out of his abdomen. Oh gosh, it's, it's quite gory. Also, this is my favorite animatronic name. Nighty Night is the best name. Yes, and it, it is the K-N version. Yes. Like the knight of their own table. Knight of the... Yeah, knight in shining armor. Knight. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I love that. Which, okay. Animatronics should not have sharp, pointy objects as props. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. Who gave Nighty Night practically a real sword? A machete, basically? 
Pretty much. And it's a thick sword. Yeah, it is. It's big. <sighs> I mean, unless he really just is that strong. Still, I would have maybe done, like, a foam sword. But yeah. But if it gets damaged, you can just replace that shit easily. Like, low budget. I mean, could it be possible that they gave that to him to appease him? Maybe. I mean, we do know later on that they did go on a rampage throughout the town and go to hardware stores and stuff, so... It's possible they picked it up. That is true. That he made it himself? Hmm. Whatever. Either way, he's dead. Aaron's dead. Yeah, we cut back to Bobby and Kathy having sex in the super happy fun room while Artie (sighs) the alligator is watching in the corner. Oh my god. And the glasses guy, I don't remember his name. Dan. Yeah. He ends up in, like, an arcade. Yeah. And he's being chased by Siren Sarah and Tito the Turtle. Yes. And Chris ends up, or no, glass, Dan ends up more, like, towards the forest. Chris ends up in the arcade. Okay. And he hides and calls the sheriff. Yes, he does. He's He tries calling her once, and she's like, I'm not playing these games. <laughs> I'm not playing these games. <laughs> uh, Mistake. Um, and hangs up on him, but then he calls back, and he says, Liv got us in here, and she says, okay. Uh, we're going. And gets her buddy, cop. Deputy. Deputy. And, uh, piles in the car, and they start on their way towards Willy's Wonderland. We do come back to them explaining the final bits of the Willy's Wonderland yeah. issue. So, as Chris hangs up the phone, we see Tammy the Chameleon entering the arcade, and then uh, Dan, the glasses guy, because that's what I have him in my notes, uh, gets (laughs) eaten by Sarah and Tito. Devoured. Brutally massacred. Ripped apart. Yeah. I mean, again, they're cannibals, so sure, I guess. And then we cut back to Nighty Night trying to go after Liv, and she's running around the room, so she's staying alive. And Nick Cage, he's break time's over, so he comes out and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. And then decapitates him with his own sword. Yep. This was great. Wonderful. And then we get another stare down with Liv and Nick. <laughs> yep. She's like, who is this man? I don't understand you. Which, obviously, he's not talking to you. <laughs> and then we go back to the couple. And then Artie pops up and starts eating Bobby. Yeah. Kathy's screaming bloody murder. She's still on top of him during this. She does not immediately leave. You know what I'm saying? Once already the alligator starts, she runs to the door and starts screaming. Yeah, she tries to get out, but Mm -hmm. isn't it Liv and Nick are hearing that from the other side? Yep, and Nick Cage kicks the door off of its hinges and Mm -hmm. it spins a full 360 and just falls. Yep. And then we see Kathy. It was too late and Kathy got devoured. But Artie the Alligator is still there. Yeah, so Nick Cage has to rip open his jaw. Yeah, he takes the two jaws, like, reminds me of Bear Trap, Reverse yeah. Bear Trap, or even just a Bear Trap, opening it up, and then uh, basically rips him apart that way, I think. Yep, and then pulls out his, his endoskeleton through his mouth. Yep. And it's great. <laughs> and that is awesome. So goodbye to Artie the Alligator. Yes. Cut to Tammy Chameleon and Chris. Tammy Chameleon is trying to trick Chris and saying, they just pick on me. I wasn't supposed to be infused. I, I'm a good person. I'm mistreated for being lumped in with these people. And I... I want to cross over. Yeah. Can you please help me? And Chris, being a dumb idiot, Chris is, is so stupid. He comes out of hiding 
And he's like, well, yeah, I can help you cross over. You fucking idiot. And she's like, what does she say? Something about, like, how she needs him to do something in order for her to do that. She says something along the lines of death or him to cross over. No, he. she doesn't say anything to him about him dying. Okay, because I thought there was, like, a double entendre something in there, but I missed maybe, maybe. later towards... The, oh. Right before he yeah. Uh, gets... Yeah, at that point. Um, we cut over to Sheriff and Deputy. They're on their way to Willie's. He thinks this is a joke. Uh-huh. The deputy. But then he gets some backstory and learns that the whole town and the sheriff... They're in on it. In on it. They basically... What had happened was when the animatronics first were possessed by the souls of the serial killers... Mm -hmm. Um, they continued to eat kids and stuff like that, and when Willie's Wonderland was shut down, they left the building and would kill, basically, different individuals in town. They tried to get a construction company to just demolish it, and then that guy died before Mm -hmm. he could do that from the animatronics. So, they made this deal that if they fed them, they would leave the town alone. Yeah. So, that's basically it. So, oh, and that, did we find out Liv at this point? We find out Liv's parents were the couple the in the people beginning. in the beginning, and that Liv got essentially adopted by the sheriff. So weird. So weird. Yeah. But cut back to Cammie. Uh, as Kimmy, Liv Kimmy, 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 walks Kimmy. in through the door, she kills Chris with her extendo tongue. <laughs> and Nick Cage shows up right behind her. And is ready to throw down. He, he's got his hands yeah. ready to go. But the, the break watch, time. It's break time. So he goes, he hands her a knife. Yep. And walks back to get a drink and play some pinball. So Liv has to now fend herself off against Cammie, which she does a decent job. Yeah, she's not bad. She's she's learning from from everything. Uh, break time over. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage grabs Cammie's tongue. And starts flinging her around the room. Mm -hmm. And then pulls out her tongue. Yep. And then is dragging her through the restaurant to the main floor. Sees Sarah and Tito. Punches both of them in the face. (laughs) And just keeps walking. Yep. And then Sheriff has shown up. Yeah, and Cammie's dead, right? Cammie's not dead yet. She's not dead yet. Okay. That's right. She's just missing her tongue. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Sheriff shows up. Um... Takes the bolt off the door, goes inside. Yep. And uh, finds both Liv and Nick Cage in there. Yep. And handcuffs the janitor or Nick Cage. Yep. And is furiously apologizing to Willie. Like, oh, he doesn't speak for us. We know that. We didn't know that he was being such a prick to you and all that. Mm hmm. So, yeah, they handcuff his hands behind his back. And she drags. Um, live out of there. And we get the best line of the whole movie. Yes, would you like to say it? You can say it. You like the lines. No. <laughs> uh, alright. Uh, it's, um, they're, uh, he's not stuck in here with them. Mm-hmm. They're stuck in here with him. I was afraid I was gonna mess it up, so I oh. wanted you to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, and then Deputy and Liv leave. Sheriff is gonna wait outside and make yep. sure that everything goes smoothly. Uh, but... Right as soon as they leave, Nick Cage, Cammy, and Sarah are going to have a showdown. Mm-hmm. He kicks the jukebox, yep. and it starts playing a very country 
version of head, shoulders, knees, and toes. It does. It's very scary, actually. I don't like it. Neither do I. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're going to have their showdown. Yes. But before we get into that, uh, Liv is talking to the deputy and is trying to convince him to go back. Yeah. Uh, and does convince him. Mm-hmm. He stopped. He's like, I'm not a murderer. I was just following orders. Yeah. And all that. And right as he comes to this great realization and is about to turn the car around, Tito shows up. Tito the turtle. And kills and eats the deputy. And uh, Liv is freaking out. And he speaks in Spanish. Which he does. He's got a little sombrero on. Uh, Liv tries to shoot him with the shotgun. But Tito's got the bullets. Yeah. And the keys. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to Nick Cage with his thunder thighs crushing Sarah's head <laughs> while still handcuffed. Yep. And snaps her face a little bit and then breaks the handcuffs just yes. by pulling them apart. I don't know how you would be, I mean, you'd have to be really strong, right, to do something like that? Yeah. And then he just punches Cammy. Yeah, he, he, he ends up, like, twisting her head. Yep. And, cra- and basically... Yep. Yeah, killing her that way. And then another stare down. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, because the only ones that are left now are Tito mm-hmm. and Willie. That we know of, yes. Yes. And then we cut back to Liv, who is now beating Tito's <laughs> in the crotch with a shotgun. As he is saying, my balls, my balls. In Spanish. Yes. <laughs> this is excellent. This is very good. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. And then she runs back to Willie's. Yeah. Once she believes that he is subdued, she does that. Yes. And, you know, Nick Cage, he got his shirt all dirty, so he's got to go get another new one. Yes. I should have done another count for, like, should have done a shirt shirts. count. Uh, I think this is, like, four that he's on at this point. I don't know for a fact, but that's my guesstimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes right back to cleaning. Yeah, he, he does. brings all the dead bodies to the main floor. Mm-hmm. Cleans up around them and then covers them with tablecloths. Yes. Yes, she does. All the kids. And then break time! It's break time! It's the final break time. And he, is this when he dances? This is, yes, this is where he drinks and plays pinball and gets a new high score to the epic made-for-the-movie 80s-themed pinball machine. Pinball song. So, and he's having a grand old time. It is very good. And we, we cut back to Sheriff outside yeah well and nick cage is taking out the trash yes because he the door is the open now because they opened it yeah and she's like he's still alive yeah she's like damn and he's he sees her waves and is working on going back inside yep but what does she do she follows him in there um and at gunpoint yeah at gunpoint with the and shotgun tells him to go in there i'm like he was already going in there yeah you said that when we were watching this so what is that used for what were you trying to accomplish here like um, he was going back in there regardless now this is where i don't really understand if you saw someone had killed all the animatronics that you know of except for willie at this point mm-hmm. and obviously tito but i would have assumed tito was in the bags because i didn't see him right um why would you want to kill him if he's taking care of a problem for you? I think she's just scared. Which... But I, I 100% understand where you're coming from. I would team up with Nick Cage. Right, I'd be like, you know what? Let's take care of him. Let's, let's be badass. Let's, let's get just rid finish of him. it. 
I have enough guilt about this already. I literally raised a daughter from a dead couple that I put in here. Right. So, anyways, she's telling him, and she's talking to Willie. She's like, Willie, I'm so sorry. Come and get your person. We brought yeah, him I'm in here for him. you. Well, Willie shows up behind and just slashes her in half. She does indeed feed him. But not okay. in the way she wanted. Nope. So Sheriff is dead. Yes. And now we get uh, our first showdown between Nick and Willie. Yes. Which Nick loses and gets flung into the ball pit. Yes, he does. He gets battered a little bit. It's we a little nerve wracking. We don't know that he's alive yet. We just see him get thrown into the ball pit. Yeah, he disappears into the ball pit. Let's well, be real. He's a badass. And we that's know. Go down that easy. We know. So. And then we get a cool shot of him emerging from the yes, ball pit. The hand. Minute. And then we get a, another cool shot of him uh, in the doorway and the like camera's tilted. And oh, it looks it's like so a really fun. cool like eighties poster mm-hmm. almost. And he grabs all of his drinks and puts them in a bag. Yep. He takes that broken mop handle, takes the two pieces, puts them together and duct tapes them. Yep. So he's ready to go He's take ready care to of rumble. business. <laughs> and he finds Willie again and just beats him. Beats him to death. Like beats there's him. no contest. Like he was prepared this time. Mm-hmm. And that rips off his head. Yep. Willie is successfully deado. Yes. And we cut to the morning. The two guys are outside and uh Tex and Jed. Je- Jed is the one in the car. Yeah, he's doing, doing donuts. donuts. In his nice sports car, which I'm like, that's trashy. It's just rude. It's like you just killed. I mean, dude they and then... think that he's dead. So, mm-hmm. but like, still. So we do all while they're talking outside. We do see Sarah in the trash. We do. She rips, she rips open, open the trash and bag. You see her. You're like, uh oh, uh oh. She was still alive. And they look in through the window, and it's spotless. It is amazingly clean. And they walk in, Tex and Jed, mm-hmm. and Freebird starts playing. You almost lost it. The second it started playing, I'm like, really? This song? <laughs> and you're like, what song? I'm like, Freebird! I was like, oh. I'm like, they're playing Freebird! <laughs> Which, honestly, is a nice song. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I like the soundtrack for this movie. It's, it's very a good, good soundtrack. I was just not expecting them to be able to have the rights to play Freebird at the end of an absurd horror comedy <laughs> with Nick Cage not saying a single fucking word <laughs> and just beating the shit out of all these animatronics yep, yep. in gory fashion. I love it. <laughs> so Nick sees them, the janitor sees them, comes out, and holds out his hand for the keys because hey, he's going to leave. Yeah. Um, at this point, I think Liv has shown back up. Mm-hmm. Um. She's waiting outside. Mm-hmm. He looks at her, looks at the car, gets in the car. She's learned enough about him. Yep. She gets in the car with him, and they drive off. And then Jed and Tex are celebrating because their problem has been taken care of, and they mm-hmm. never have to worry about this again. But, oh, little do they know, Siren Sarah is on the back of their car. Yep, and she's like, thank you for visiting Willie's Wonderland, and lights up the car while with them in it and yep. she just flies back 
We don't know that if she's dead or not. I would ass- I would assume no. it was a pretty big explosion. So the synopsis Jeez. on Wikipedia said, the w- synopsis on Wikipedia said that the entire building blows up there, which is not what I saw on screen. No, it's not what I saw either. I just thought it was the vehicle. I think that's incorrect. I think Wikipedia is wrong. It's I, just the I car. would agree. The building didn't go down. I mean, it would make sense if the building did, though. It's doused in gasoline. It would, but we didn't see it. Right, right. So, so I don't want to count it as fact if we didn't see it on, on the screen. I think Siren Sarah's probably dead, though. I mean, that's a pretty big explosion. Everything I've seen online... People say no? It's not confirmed. Okay. So I didn't count it. I, there and is, she's you not know caught what? on fire either. They, you know what? She, she could still be alive. There is a sequel that they're talking about for this movie. Yes. So. And, and I have a theory of what they could do with that. Uh, but in the meantime, let's finish up our synopsis here. Uh, so, yeah, she flies backwards around the road again. Nick shares his energy drinks with Liv. Yeah. Touching moment. Yeah, very touching. As they're riding, we see Tito Turtle in the middle of the road. And, and they run him over and he explodes. Yeah, it's great. He goes into a bunch of different mechanical little pieces and they ride off together into the sunset. Yeah, and it's got the, the shot where it like zoom like as they're going, like the screen narrows down into a circle and closes to black. Yep. That's also very eighties. Very nice touch. And um, that's the end of the movie. That is the end of the movie. So like you said, there's a possible sequel in the works. I think that Siren Sarah since she has access to all of her friends, puts them back together. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, she, if she's the only unconfirmed death, I don't, I can't see how T- Tito Turtle would come back because he's in the middle of the road. Oh, quite a while from it, there, from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, and a lot of different pieces, so I can't imagine he would make an appearance in the sequel. But I could see, like, Willie at least coming back, Siren Sarah coming back. Maybe Gus Gorilla and Ozzy Ostrich, since they didn't get a lot of screen time in this. But that's that's just my guess. I think some of them could come back. My only thing is, like, I don't know. I'd almost hope they don't make a sequel. It's one of those things that it's almost better as a standalone movie. I agree. But I would also be interested to see what they thought of it. Like, have, yeah. like, an interview of what they thought of a sequel. Yeah, what would Maybe they Maybe not done? actually follow through with it, unless it's, like... Oh my gosh, yes, make this. Yeah, because, like, we already know, I mean, how would you do Nick Cage again? That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you have Nick Cage 2? Unless they have a different location and it's, like, another franchise. Could be. That would also still be iffy because it would just be copying and pasting yeah, I don't the first know. movie. So, it, it it's iffy. I don't know. I'm not sold on it. Uh, so I'll go through my fun facts real quick. I've got some, too. Okay. Uh, this was the writer's first film. He was originally doing one-night play events. Yeah! In California. Um, and was inspired to do film because it was a more permanent form of media that he could express himself and have something, uh, static. Or, not static, but, like, physical. Yeah, something that some people can continue to watch forever. Yes. And then... Uh, Nick Cage read the script in a weekend, and then, like, he got on a Friday, read it over the weekend, and on Monday he's like, when do we start? He ended up producing, helping produce this movie. Yeah, he thought that the script was great and absurd, and he said he liked absurd things, which, obviously. It's Nick Cage. Yeah. So, we already mentioned that the animatronics were puppets and suits mixed with a little bit of CGI, probably to help with the movement. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, or they sped it up somehow and kept everything else static. I don't know exactly how they did it. It's not quite right when you watch it. Like, you know there's some kind of intervention going on, but I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what it is. It still wasn't bad, as long as you go into the movie thinking that it's fun and it's just meant to be taken as a fun movie. Yep. You're fine. Um, the writer's favorite animatronic is Ozzy Ostrich. Uh, okay he was one of the only animatronics in like their like mini short when Mm -hmm. they were planning the movie okay so the writer was actually playing the janitor in that and ozzy ostrich was the main okay uh battle in that so he has a connection with ozzy um and then his the writer said that a lot of his inspiration came from like low budget 80s horror Mm -hmm. flicks which i could see a lot of tie-ins to the 80s with the uh, made for TV song, yeah. the pinball arcade machines, the way that they closed out and the went to editing. the credits. Mm-hmm. The editing was a little bit like 80s. It was low budget. Yeah. So I could see a lot of inspiration from the 80s. Now, whether or not they knew a lot about Five Nights at Freddy's. This is such, This is. there's a lot of speculation. When this first came out, people assumed this was a Five Nights at Freddy's inspired film. The director, writer, producer, whatever, they have actively denied any resemblance to Five Nights at Freddy's throughout this. It has resemblance. Let's be real, people. It, it does. Uh, I can go on for days about that because I actually love the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. It, it's similar. It's it definitely got some yes. similarities. Now, whether or not that was inspired, it sounds like technically it wasn't, but... I would not call this a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. I don't know enough about Five Nights at Freddy's to say I whether or not. Call it a ripoff because to me, ripoff has such a negative connotation. No, it's not. It, it's well, different enough where it's not. I think I right. thought it was inspired by it, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, but I like actively. I would not call it a ripoff. Um, but like some similarities between the two franchises, you got your serial killers killing kids. Mm-hmm. Now. Willies, they're cannibals, and there's a group of them. FNAF, there's only one. Mm-hmm. And he, yes, he does possess an animatronic at one point, but all the animatronics are vengeful children yes. trying to stop other child murderers from happen, happening. So that's a big difference. Okay. Uh, but the aesthetic, the parties, the secret... Yeah, back uh, rooms. Back rooms, that... The lock him in until dawn. Yep, the night shift working. Uh, it's, there is a lot of crossover. Crossover, but uh, I don't think that there is enough to say that it was a hundred percent inspired by FNAF. Which yeah, they of course they denied, but I'm just saying, everybody out there, do research on both and make your own speculations. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Uh, but let's see, it was originally supposed to be Wally's Wonderland. Yes, it was. But, uh, because of rights and money that they didn't want to spend, they just changed it to Willie's. Do you know why? Like, what is Wally's Wonderland? I don't know. I actually didn't look too deep into that. Should I, I look just... it up? Sure, go for it. I'll, I'll finish up my fun facts for you. Okay. Uh, Nick Cage also agreed to do the movie as long as they kept the original script as close as possible. And, uh, from that point on since he helped produce, he was a big part of the creative process as well. Okay. Um, 
So you want to do your fun facts? I'll do Fail Count after that. Can't find anything on what exactly Wally's Wonderland is. It's probably just, uh, I don't know, some sort of, someone probably claimed Dominion over it and used it for like a game or a short film or something and rather than go down the rights or legality of it, they just changed it to Willie's and called it good. Uh, okay, my cu- couple, not too many, but first, um, so the original animatronic characters mm-hmm. were not the Artie Alligator, Tito Turtle, Gus Gorilla, Nighty Night, and Cammy Chameleon. They had originally been planned to have Douglas Dog, Polly Penguin, Barry Bear, Pirate Pete, and Regina Rabbit. I wish they had the penguins. But I love penguins! I love penguins, too, but they, I, I would have just loved to see a Penguin with a cute little bow tie yeah. and a party hat on. It would have been kind of cute. It would have been really cute. <laughs> Whack people with the cane. Exactly. There you go. It would have been cute. Sequel. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then, so, according to the director, Kevin Lewis, the movie is a pale rider versus killer clowns from outer space feel to it. Which, yeah. I haven't seen either of those, so... But those are both 80s movies. Yes. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, we have to do. And then apparently this screenplay was originally high on something called The Blood List, which is a list of highly anticipated genre scripts. Do you know much about that? Very little. That's pretty much all I know about it, though, is that it's just a a list of, like, oh, this could be picked up very soon. Okay. This is a project people are kind of looking into doing. Okay. So... And then finally, um, so all the animatronics only had one costume, so they had to shoot this movie linearly. So in the beginning, they're nice and clean, and they're beautifully made, and then as it goes on, they naturally kind of deteriorated, or they sprayed them, or they chipped them, or they broke them, so that they looked used and old and falling apart. Which is smart. Yeah, and I have taglines. So taglines are, let playtime begin. 2020 isn't over yet, kids, and (laughs) the fun begins this winter. Did you say kill count? I was going to do it after you. Okay, do kill count. So, kill count. So, seven out of eight animatronics are dead. Confirmed. Confirmed dead. I'm not counting Sarah because obvious reasons that we just went through. Mm -hmm. Uh, For on screen, or characters that we actively saw, ten. Okay. Backstory, it would add about another 10. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Because we saw a lot of dead bodies, but we didn't really get the kill. Okay. So, that's why I say 10, but if you want to count the backstories, I would add another 10. Okay. So, 27 if you want to collab all that together. Oh, jeez. Yes. That's kind of a lot. All right. Well, I got nothing else. You got anything else? I don't have anything else. This is a relatively new movie, so there's not a whole lot out on it yet. Um, so that means we gotta grade this shit. We do. So what we do is we have five questions. We both sca- we both score on a scale of one to ten for a possible score of fifty for each, one hundred overall, and it's just a way for us to kind of rank the movies we've seen um, in some way, shape, or form. So first question. Is was the movie scary or was it a good horror movie? Kind of a combined question. I give this a six. I really enjoyed it. I gave it a five. It was fun, and that, as long as you go on with the expectations, like it's just a fun horror movie. Yeah. Don't take it at face value. Like, 
don't be like, oh, we're going to get so scared by this. No, 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 no. Take it as a, like, I would recommend this. Like, if you are a horror fan and you're trying to get, like, a significant other who's not a big horror fan. This would be a cute one to this watch. This one I would go with. I mean, because I. Because it's so funny and absurd, it would not Yeah, I'm with someone, anybody. I'm with someone who doesn't like horror movies and I talked to him about this, and he was excited for me to watch it, so. I, I want him to watch this. <laughs> I'll have to I ask him if he wants to. Is he a fan of Nick Cage? I think as a meme, yes. Then he would love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, how was the acting? I gave this a five. Now, let's, let's break this up a little bit. Everyone who wasn't Nick Cage probably deserved, like, a 1. Everyone who is Nick Cage deserved a 10. So I just averaged the two out with a 5. See, I kind of did that, too, but there were more people than just Nick Cage. Yeah, but he's the main character, and he's fabulous. I know. I gave it a 3. Yeah. Yeah. I would say he carries about a third of the movie, so I went with a 3. That's fair. That is fair. Special effects? I gave this a 4. I gave it a six because they put a lot of time in those puppets, mm -hmm. and they try to use as many practical effects as possible, so I gave kudos to that. Low budget is not easy to work with, yeah. so I, I, I just appreciated that they did a lot of puppetry. I think that's a lot of fun, and it's different. I was maybe a little harsh on it, but... Eh, it's your opinion. True. I tend to go with, like, gut reactions to mm -hmm. these questions so that they're fair, but for me at least, but... Fine. Fourth question. Was it a compelling story or interesting twist? I gave it a five. Gave this, yeah. It's compelling, but there weren't a lot of twists. Uh, three, because it just reminds me so much of stuff that's already been out there, like FNAF. That that's fair. I don't think it's a very new story yeah. and stuff like that. I was compelled by Nick Cage. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. I cannot argue with Everything <laughs> you could delete everything else from this movie and have Nick Cage's performance, and it's fabulous. It is right? fabulous. Just him, if you just had him in the building and no other characters, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be the same rating. <laughs> Actually, it might be a little bit higher yeah, because be the acting would be higher. Um, and then lastly, how is character development and writing? Four. I went a little high on this, and I gave it a six because I. I did research on how much work the writer did. Okay. And everything like that. And, yeah, there's not a lot of character development, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't find anything bad with what was scripted. It was how it was portrayed. I also, well, I had a little problem with the friends and their interactions didn't make the most sense. Yeah. I feel like if all of the friends were acting a little bit better and maybe made the conversation a little bit more fluid and make a little bit more sense. Yeah, like the whole beating up on Chris thing that never went anywhere really didn't make right. any sense. I can get, like, one little bash, like, dude, really? You're doing this for this girl like, who's turned like you down? He... Or say, like, something like, you've asked her out, she already turned you down. What are you doing? Like, Right. What, like, one jab. Don't be that whole character shtick. Yeah. Like, when he tries to break down the door to the trailer when it's unlocked and it's a pull, he tries to push, essentially. Yeah. And they're like, really, dude? Like, why are you trying to impress her? <laughs> like, type of a deal. Like, that could have been that moment. Yeah. And, and cross that out. Yeah. And then when they're trying to go inside the building, he makes this big, a bigger speech or a bigger deal of, oh, She's our friend. She would do the same for you. Get your ass in there and help me get our friend out. Like, make 
supposed to be a lot more of a character than he was. Yes. He needed more. Yeah. And I think that the other characters needed to amp him up a little bit more. If that's what they were going for. But they missed the mark completely. Yeah. Because the rest of the characters didn't had canned personalities or weren't a whole lot going on. But Cliche, we knew... stereotypical... Yeah, but we knew as soon as they fell through the uh, ceiling of the Willy's Wonderland that they were just gonna be horror movie death fodder. Like, yeah. They were, they were gonna be the targeted scenes that people like me watch these movies for. Right. The deaths. Uh, so my total is a 25. And mine is a 22. So that gives us a 47, which is below The Purge <laughs> at 50, and above Leprechaun at 31. Yeah, which, that's about right. Now, I want to preface this. Just because it got a little score doesn't mean it's not fun. Go watch it and have fun with it. Have some beers. Make some popcorn. Grab this is pizza. Fun. This is fun. This is just a fun movie night one that you can watch at any time. I would circle back to this before Leprechaun and before Purge anyways. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Purge I would doesn't speak to me as a horror movie when I want to watch a horror movie. If I wanted to watch an action movie, yeah, maybe I'll watch The Purge. Yeah, Purge is more thriller than it feels horror to me. Which, the concept yeah. is based in horror, but the way it plays out is thriller. I, I just get action movie from it. Really? I mean, yeah, I guess so. That, yeah, there's yeah. some thriller in it, and yeah, people are spooking around, but, like, it's just... People be spooking. People, tr <laughs> people trying to kill other people. Yeah. That's the whole premise. They're not trying to be creepy about it. That's They're true. They're wearing masks to be anonymous mm -hmm. to some degree. That's why I say the, the concept is more horror, but execution is not. Right. Like, I, I don't know. That's why we gave Purge a 50. Yeah, it, now, would I recommend watching The Purge? Yeah, I like yeah, The Purge. watch it. I've seen it more than once, which but is unusual. But if I'm looking for a horror movie to watch, I'd watch Willie's Before Purge. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Nick Cage. Alright, I'm excited. I'm excited for our next episode. Okay, yes, would you like to introduce our next episode? Yeah, we're gonna do Nosferatu from 1922. Released in the USA in 1929. I think it was German? Yeah. Yes. So, I believe this is a silent film it's also our first black and white film so so i i we're gonna take that with a grain of salt the time frame and all that uh into consideration for our scoring uh but i'm really excited because it's it's one of the classics one of the iconic true classic yes because to this day you still see pictures of nosferatu in the doorway with his hands just kind of hunched over there's and he's just looking around like you, you wouldn't know what Nosferatu is, but if you saw that, you'd be like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Well, I know who Nosferatu is, and the only reason I know who Nosferatu is is because there's a Spongebob Squarepants oh episode. Oh my god. Did you know the one with the hash-slinging, the slash-slinging, the, yeah, the hash-slinging slasher one, where it's just I, a kid with a frying, <laughs> like a, a spatula in his hand? I've only ever watched one episode of Spongebob Squarepants Squarepants in my life. You'd probably actually like this episode, but there is that, and they're like, what about the goo from coming from the walls? And it's like, oh, that just always happens. And what about this? And it's like, oh, it's just a guy holding a spatula in his hand. They're like, but what about the lights? And then it cuts to Nosferatu, <laughs> and he's like flipping the light switch on and off. They're like, Nosferatu! Oh my god. That's literally the only reason I know what he is. Oh my god. <laughs> 
anywho, before this <laughs> podcast gets any weirder on this episode between animatronics and SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to join our, our conversations and whatnot, mm-hmm. or if you have any recommendations that you want us to look into that may, we may not be aware of, uh, come check out our Facebook group at a Unner- or at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast, Twitter at a Unnerved, and if you like our artwork as much as we do and you want to go look at the wonderful artiste that put that into existence. <laughs> yeah, go check out my sister Danielle at Danny Draws Dragons on Instagram. She's very talented and i mean we can't say enough about our little our little picture it's amazing it's so cute i love it so much and i i have the stickers you made of them yes on my laptop it's adorable it's great um but since i didn't say it last week uh double stay safe double 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 stay safe get vaccinated if you can or, or feel comfortable and all that uh double stay spooky <laughs> You weren't spooky enough Gosh, last time, and it, I stay wasn't spooky, spooky enough <laughs> last time, so we got up our spook factor here uh, until next time. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys in a few weeks for Nosferatu. Woo! <laughs> Bye! Bye.